Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Erica Young. Erica, are you ready to do this? I sure am. Thanks so much for having me, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Erica is the founder and president of TaylorMade Budgets, which she opened after she and her husband paid off nearly $100,000 in debt. She's a certified financial coach, and she's the author of the best-selling book, Naked and Unashamed. I'm excited to have you on. Erica, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Fantastic. Well, yes, I am a married woman of nearly 20 years. That is super exciting. Congratulations. I know. We're coming up on a long time here. Um, I also have two teenage girls, so all the money challenges you have raising teenagers and now got one in college and launching them off, that is an interesting journey, so that might be another book in the making, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love my girls, they're 14 and 18, and professionally speaking, I have been a financial coach for 13 years. My husband and I had lots of debt when we started out, and we... Uh, foolishly decided to go further into debt and my journey out of debt and that whole, you know, road up was not easy. And so I just really wanted to help other people make some sound good decisions that were going to help them not stay in debt and to, to know why it's important to free up your cash every month. And so that's pretty much the motivation behind it. Um, typically for people, the crap hits the fan at some point and it did for us. And that was when, you know, we had our infant child and we weren't able to get our car fixed for a thousand dollars. And so what happens when broke people don't have enough money to fix a car? Well, they go get another car payment, don't they? And that's exactly what we did because 300 bucks a month was cheaper than a thousand dollars right now. And so, um, that's what happened. And that's what happens to a lot of people. And I just want to help people avoid, um, a $20,000 mistake or, or years more in debt that can prevent them from having the kind of future that they desire, or even just enjoying today a little bit more. So, um, that's how I got into the business and I've been doing it ever since full time. That's awesome. And the reality of that is you're right. People don't really make Generally, people don't really make changes until something really bad happens. That's um, right. But none of us have time to be making these bad decisions. And it is, as we get older, it's tougher to crawl out of the hole. So It is. It is. Well, we are having this conversation on Amazon Prime Day. So happy Prime Day. <laughs> for, better for those for, of you who celebrate. <laughs> right, which is, I, I think, a pretty good chunk of Americans. If by celebrating you mean buying something on Amazon, right? Exactly, exactly. And I know that one of the topics that um, that you speak quite a bit on is how emotional spending is a pretty surefire way to get yourself in financial trouble. So I'd love to, love to talk to you about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Amazon Prime Day is interesting. I I had to sort of ask my daughter because we always ask our, you know, smart kids what to do and why this is important and what really is Amazon Prime Day. And um, it forced me to start looking at all of their deals. And I think one of the biggest things that people can do is be intentional. If you actually have something you need, fabulous. But if you are going just to get a deal, I perused for a while the deals on Amazon Prime 
And um, you've got to really want it because they're really just, you know, 15, 20, 25% off. It's not a huge savings. If you're a couponer or if you um, shop deals, it's pretty much the same as what you could get out there. Um, So just be careful, I guess, would be the caution that I would say is, you know, be intentional about what you want. And I had a few things that I personally was looking for and they weren't on sale. And so I said, well, okay, then there it is. (laughs) So I think emotionally, we have to prepare ourselves for days like this. And it's better to prepare ahead of time than to be in the heat of the moment. Like I have to buy, I have to buy. No, you don't. You actually need something and then you buy. You don't um, just allow the day to come and then let it tell you what to do. And I think that's the big difference. Yeah, I I very much appreciate that. And I, I got a little bit curious about when shopping became like a pastime or a hobby, yes. I haven't really dug too deep Definitely. into that, but I find that to be you know brilliant by by shopping malls and all that stuff and it's like how how have these things become such a part of our culture, and more importantly, how do we get people to stop treating them as such a part of our culture right well, it's social first of all um for a lot of people getting out either with friends or simply to see people. I've had clients who are single who go walk the malls to be with people because they go home and no one's there. And so, um, and they go out to eat to be amongst people. And uh, because at home, again, there's no one there. And so getting out of the house tends to actually be expensive if you're not intentional about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And so, um, yeah, it's a social thing. It's also, yes, emotional. A lot of people um, on lunch breaks or after work, um, we tend to pass the time to, you know, escape reality. If our reality isn't what we want it to be, a lot of people spend money and time and resources on things to escape And one of my vices, I will tell the honest truth is I like to escape, but I look at movies to escape. Like, and so it's actually quite a bit cheaper than shopping, but, um, it gets me out of the current reality and I don't have to make decisions. I can just tune out. And actually sometimes I fall asleep on the movie and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're trying to find a way out of our present situation. And I think that's when we, when you realize that you're trying to get away from something, then you start to realize that there's something you can work on so that you're not spending money unnecessarily. Well, that's okay. Great. I think that that's, you hit the nail on the head. It's recognizing that why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I engaging in this behavior? And then you do uncover that there's maybe a problem. What's, right. what, what's the next step from there? Right. Well, I think we have to address the problem, to be honest with you. I think when we talk about, and, and then you can get into all the psychological ways to address the issue when you're having, um, you have triggers and, and what do you do? How do you turn that trigger on its head and do something different? And you have to make sure that you're held accountable. But in terms of the financial part of it, healthy boundaries is so important. I, I, I really feel strongly that people need to, one, try using cash. And if you use cash, do you really want that item when you're out? Um, you don't have to commit to it long term. But if you just date the idea for 30 days of using cash and mm-hmm. see what it comes up for you, that's a really great way to put some boundaries and limitations on yourself. Um, honestly, doing a budget, just writing a plan to see what you know discretionary income you have is humongous. I think that people 
just really gloss over the fact that they need to write things down. And I think there's just so much benefit um, and clarity that comes when you write every single thing down, all of your income versus all of your outgo and what that looks like. And then I think the third practical way that you can jar yourself into reality and kind of come out of this emotional spending habit is to see what you have spent. Literally have a reality check. I, I use this a lot with my clients. The very One of the very first meetings that we do is add up all of their spending by category. And so if you see that clothing is completely out of whack, and this is actually normal, sure. um, meaning it's it's $500 and you make $2,000 a month, right? Like it, it's completely out of whack. Then you can see that and identify the problem and you face it. It's, it's not, a lot of people will say, I spent $200 on that. No, 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 no. When they add it up, typically it's twice that. And it, it is very common for us to downplay our spending. And so a reality check is necessary. Just add up everything on your bank statement, look online, for all of your groceries, all of your dining out separately from that, all of your entertainment, alcohol, um, clothing separately to see what it is and face that reality and now decide what you're going to do about it. Give yourself a financial reality check. I love yes. it. I love yes. it. That the idea and I'm about to refer to buying things with cash as an idea. <laughs> Just use <laughs> Using cash instead of your instead of a card or instead of your smartphone now, that's that's proven that you will spend less. Uh, so there's deep psychology behind that, and I think the more that we can try and do that, the better. That's a simple thing right there. It is, it is, and because there is when you feel the money in your hands, you don't want to part with it. And so no matter how much it is, you feel it, and you're like wow, I just don't want to let this go. You see it and it just doesn't register as a transaction when it's a card, be it a gift card, a debit card or a credit card. It's all plastic and it doesn't feel real. Yes, there's no, no two ways about it. It is like Monopoly money for sure. So, um, <laughs> Right. Right. Um, well, we could probably spend all day talking about uh, these different ways of having a financial reality check but those are awesome practical ways and simple ways and things that people can do right now if you're not getting where you want to be what are some other reasons yeah. if people are, are in debt that people are not able to get out of debt well so let's start there um, you actually want it bad enough if and, and, and it's been said before, but I, people need to hear it, it, it. The pain of staying the same than the pain of changing. And it's no fun to change and do something different. Sometimes it's no fun to stop your overspending or to stay in and cook versus going out to eat. But do you want that meal more then you want the freedom of your finances being your in your control every single month. And so um, that is a huge thing is you've got to want it bad enough in order to get free of your debt. And you've got to be consistent. You absolutely have to be consistent. I think that if you're not consistent, you're going to wander. And there's no way you're going to wander your way out of debt. 
every single person who gets out of debt has been intentional. When there's extra funds, they put it towards debt. When um, they had to have their reality check, they made changes to, to understand where their money ought to go, where it was in alignment with their value system and goals. And so you're going to have to make some adjustments somewhere in order to see the freedom you desire. And that idea that the the reality of your spending, how you allocate your resources, being in alignment with what your goals are or really what your values are, I think is so key. And frankly, I think that it's missing. Um, And it sort of goes back to what you were talking about. It's like, why am I going out to eat? Why am I shopping? Am I trying to escape some kind of reality? Have I taken the time to really crystallize what's most important for me and my family? Right. Well, and I think it also goes to, you know, one of the biggest things that I think holds people back from their personal financial freedom is car payments. And, you know, why are you driving the car, driving that car in particular? You do need transportation, but is it necessary for you to spend that kind of money every single month? And what would life be like without a car payment? It's it's very difficult for people to imagine And so sometimes it takes people writing down their ideal financial outlook. And so who do you want to be financially is the question that they answer for themselves. And how are you going to become that person? And so writing that down just in just in a simple format, writing a couple of sentences with adjectives and just imagining what it would be like to be the person, financially speaking, that you want to be. And then it's clear the path that you need to take to get there. One of the biggest, the, the, the best books that I like actually is The Millionaire Next Door because in there, it, the, all of the research shows that self-made millionaires, first generation wealthy families were born because they budgeted. More than half of all millionaires who are first generation wealthy were born, I'm, I'm sorry, who, who became wealthy were, you know, they were budgeters. And so they're, they're not athletes who didn't have to take a thought for their grocery bill, but they are common people who planned and saved and were consistent. And so that's who I want to be like. And if I plan and I save and I'm consistent, that is what I will become. And I've always found that to be a really inspirational thing. I am certainly inspired by peak performers and people that are doing amazing things, but I'm also inspired by people who are living prudently within their means and becoming financially successful that way. And I absolutely love the very, very, very simple question you ask yourself, who do you want to be financially? And then how how will you actually get there? And then it will become clear. So I think that's excellent. Well, I didn't want to. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to have you on the show without asking about your experience with um, with Dave Ramsey recently, because I know so many Americans have been impacted by Dave, and I think his stuff is so great. So I wanted yeah. to hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I've been a Dave Ramsey coach now for twelve years. Um, we I basically one of the first expenses in my business was how to become trained as one of their coaches um, in 2006. And so we did that, enjoyed it, um, but also realized that he's the real deal. There was a, a tragedy that occurred um, while we were present at the training and with one of his staff members. And he took 
great care of that man and his family. And so, and because we were privy to all of that while we were present, um, it just showed me the character of the person that everybody hears on the radio. And so um, I highly respect him, but I've been back uh, twice to Nashville for some updated training and things like that. And here recently, very, very excited. I was able to be on a panel um, for the coaches that were present. So we had 180 coaches who attended this enrichment experience. And I was one of three coaches selected to um, just share a little bit about the business, the work that I do and how I'm helping people and just to encourage them on their journey, because um, you've got to be scrappy a little bit (laughs) to get out there and to make a business and a full-time career of it. And so um, it was just an honor, honestly, to be on the same stage that Dave taught on and um, to, you know, have that presence and camaraderie with my fellow coaches. So it was an awesome, awesome experience. Just got back about three weeks ago. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That is without question an awesome opportunity. So very, very, yeah, very cool. And, 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 and glad to hear that, uh, that he is the real deal. It's certainly confirming yeah. what we all probably suspected. So. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, Erica, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got two, and they're not groundbreaking, but simple. Um, I dine out. I don't dine out often um, or overdo it. But one thing that I love food, I love dessert, and I will go – and have dinner out. And so one of the things that I save on is I just drink water. I literally just drink water. And I just would encourage someone to just think about how much they spend on drinks and things out. And is it worth it? First of all, one, that's the first tip. Because, um, you know, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, For me, that just doesn't include too many drinks (laughs) that I have to pay for. Um, The other thing is, Honestly, to make your goal automatic, and that may go without saying as well, but if you're trying to get out of debt, just have it automatically taken out of your account so that it is out of sight, out of mind. If you are trying to save money, have it automatically taken out of your account. We are human. We're going to forget. But if you make it automatically go, you will not have to rely on your brain, your memory to help you reach your goal. You'll just decide that this is what you need and want to do. And if it's automatically happening, then you do not even have to pay attention to it. So I think that that's huge in terms of discipline, because, um, again, if I have to remember something, it, it, it's not going to happen. But if it's automatically coming out, then I'm going to make it work. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you for that. <laughs> I, you know, I, th- I think that that's, that's, that's awesome advice, both, both pieces. Um, and I'm, now I'm super curious about how much the average American spends on beverages uh, eating out. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, be curious to yep. do a little bit of research. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Awesome. So they can find me on tailormadebudgets.com, and that's T A I L O R M A D E budgets with an s.com and they can find me on twitter budgets by erica and on facebook tailormate budgets is my um, business page and linkedin so um love to connect with people and i also if you sign up for my newsletter i do have that ebook have your cake and eat it too the four ways to get out of debt quick love it 
Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Erica your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out her website, get her free ebook, find her on Facebook, follow her on Twitter. Uh, thank you again, Erica. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!